And it is Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, live out at Oktoberfest. Out here at the Bicentennial Mall, Oktoberfest will be going on October 10th through the 13th, the NashvilleOktoberfest.com. Celebrate the traditions of Oktoberfest in the heart of Music City. Admission is free, so come on out and join us again. Free admission. we got a lot more to tell you about with that today here in the show. Floyd, how are you today? Outstanding. Okay, on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, I want to start on the Preds. But before we get to that, we have some big news that has changed the start of the show off of the Predators, if you can believe that. Okay. Kevin Pamphil is good to go for Sunday's game, according to Mike Vrabel. Okay. Now, Delaney Walker is also good to go, and apparently that's, I would say, a thousand times more important, uh, as is Cameron Wake not being able to go. But Floyd, Kevin Pamphil is healthy and ready for Sunday against Denver. There's, there's an automatic W for you. <laughs> Kevin Banfield. Would he be going to Floyd's office right now if he were officially good to go and had been filmed on tape practicing? Yes, would... if he was filmed in practice, it would be time to go home. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Kevin. i got to have somebody that's here more than two games in two years. Kevin, Floyd needs to see you in his office. In fact, Floyd doesn't even need you to go up to the office. He'll come down and see you. Yeah. It'd be that kind of <laughs> Meet situation. Meet you at your locker. <laughs> I have never heard you actively call for a Titan player to get cut more than Kevin Bamfield. And now that he's healthy, I mean, I, I'm going to be disappointed in John Robinson if they don't cut him. I don't. I, I mean, he <laughs> may end up being a Pro Bowl guard. I sure wish he would. Uh, but, I mean, to say that I'm skeptical is probably real real positive so we'll get back to the titans in a second but let's start on that preds game last night what a wild game floyd reese and i will just say this somebody in the know somebody that you and when i'm talking about you i'm talking about you floyd but really talking about you the audience somebody that you all trust said to me saturday night after they lost the detroit game said look this new style they're playing they're gonna lose more games but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm watching the game last night, and it felt like, at first I was kind of comparing it to football in my head, of this would be what happened if you blitzed on every play. Like, if you don't get there, it's a touchdown the other way. But if you get there, it's pretty good. And then I realized it's more like if you went from playing half-court basketball to full-court basketball, and you're pressing and you're up and down the floor and you're – because I'm watching the Preds, and, you know, usually it was the three guys would go, one guy would enter the zone, and the three guys would go, and then the defenseman would come behind it, and it was kind of like a three and then two mentality. Now it's all five guys going at one time to the goal. Problem is, is there's almost nobody back yeah. whenever they get the puck, and if they do, it's sometimes a forward, and in a lot of cases that's not a good thing. But I'm at the game last night, and it was like a fireworks show. The crowd was rocking and rolling because the game was fun because every team was scoring every 20 seconds. It was like arena football of hockey yesterday, watching those two teams play. And the Predators pulled it out of their rear ends in a great, great entertaining game. My dad turned to me last night because he came to, he went to the game with me. My dad turned to me and said, this is the most fun I think I've ever had at a Predators regular season game. <laughs> and it goes back to what somebody told me on Saturday, and that is they may not win as much, but it will be fun this year watching them play. Well, I mean, it was I, I was going back and forth between that and the football game, and it was funny because the foot the football game early was very entertaining. So I'm kind of watching it, and then I'm going back to the Preds, and I'm just checking. 
and then a check-in, and then halftime comes in the football game, and the second half is awful. Just about the time the Preds game heated up, and of course then you end up turning for the third period where all the fireworks were going on. Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. It was it was really, really exciting. Fun to watch. Fun to watch. You know, there was uh, all the score. It's, it's a run and shoot of hockey. That's a That's perfect example, heard. yes. So they're out there, and it's just two two arena league teams, and they're going back and forth, and as much as you score. And, and I'm guessing, I'm just guessing, you know, if we can outscore a bunch of teams, then you win a bunch of games. I, I do wonder how the fans feel about this because forget about the record. I mean, they're three zero, they're three one and zero, and you know, like that's fine. But how much do we care about the record at this time of year? Yeah. This style, do you think the fans are cool with this? Oh, I have to think so. Even though it may, you may win less games because for every game that you you pull out of your rear end like you did last night, where you win that game five four, I mean uh, six five. There's going to be games where you lose 6-5 because you're trying to play like this. Well, and, and here's the part that bothers me the most, and, and I'm sure it's just my background in Preds hockey. I watched Pekka play what appeared to be a great game and give up five goals. Oh, yeah, he was out to dry the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not standing on your head, do they score nine? I mean, I don't know. And that's that's the part that concerns me because every time I turned it on or flipped the channel and I'm looking and here's here's Peckett making another fantastic stop and I'm going, my God, how then I look at the score they've scored four. I go what happened? How are they scoring? They must be knocking him out of the box. Oh yeah, to, to have a good he had a great game and he gave up five goals. Oh yeah. And so this is, I'm a little torn on this. The one thing I want to know, and I don't know the answer to this, and this would be a great thing to ask Crispy or Hal or Chris the next time we have one of them on the show, is, is this like, you know, the New England Patriots can go from playing one way one week to playing another way the next week? Can the Predators, can Laviolette come in the dressing room before a game and say, all right, guys, it's going to be a real tough physical defensive game so we're going to have to play like we've played all those years before this year and switch back to the old style. Um, or is it like if this is the way you want to play, this is how you're going to play? And I don't know the answer between that. I would hope because you have so many of the same guys from the team the last couple of years that you should be able just to flip the switch because you've done it for so long and say, hey, back to the way we normally play. Like I would hope you'd be able to do that. I don't know, though. If you can, then it's perfect. Because then you'll be able to do the two and mix and match do based upon both. the game. Yeah. I would imagine if people could do them both, everybody would be doing them both. You know? But why? why I mean, it's almost the same guys minus Deshane. The the same players. Yeah. Right. But they've been playing and practicing a total different way. And let's face it, if I'm a player, I mean, I want to play this way. If you're a if I'm If I'm a scorer, no. If uh, I'm a, yeah, if I'm in the top. You know, I don't know. Oh, if I'm Granlin. I want to play this or not. One. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I'm going to make my money. So I, I don't know how we feel about this. Like I am all for more entertaining hockey during the season. I am I am for six five victories. But are you also okay with the six five defeat? Well, we you know we were talking at points in time last year, early in the year, when we were looking at some of these scores, and and it seemed like. Every other game was six to five. 
And I can remember us saying, what's going on? You know, people, the game must be changing. The game must be, should we be changing? You know, should we be doing something different? Sure enough, here we are. The one thing I will say about this is my history as a Titans fan will tell you that once winning becomes the norm, or once you get used to winning, which the Preds fans, I think, at this point are used to winning, once winning becomes the norm, then you complain about how you're winning. And Titans fans used to hate running the ball and playing defense. And then Steve McNair became MVP of the league, and everybody loved it. Yeah. So maybe that's what the fans want. Maybe the fans want this kind of team where, hey, you're not going to win as much as you've won the last couple of years. And who knows in the playoffs, but you're going to score a lot of goals. You're going <laughs> to give up a lot of goals, but you're going to score a lot of goals. I don't know what the fans want. I don't. I mean, it was so wild and crazy. And the first couple games, I, I enjoyed the offense. And then after somebody said to me Saturday night, like, hey, just so you know, like you're going to give up way more and you're probably not going to win as much as you've won in the past. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch. I'm watching the game last night, and I'm watching, like, the Predators lose, you know, possession of the puck. Maybe, like, right as soon as they cross into the offensive zone, they lose possession of the puck. Washington's coming back on a rush, and it's like Granlin is the one guy back. Now, I'm used to two defensemen being able to get back in that. Nope. It's a one forward or one defenseman, and it's, like, Fabro. Or it's Johansson by himself. And you're like... Well, you know they scored. Can't blame Pekka for that. Good luck, Pekka. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you would see some of these goals. They would just hang him out to dry. Now, the penalty kill was a disaster last night, but some of that I chalk up to the fact that Ovechkin is Ovechkin, and he was popping those one-timers in from the half wall. Special teams were, was not a strong suit last night. You know, you give up the shorthanded, you give up the oh, two power plays. Yeah, you get, I mean, that was not. that was not the best part of our game. So with that, I guess this is how we're starting today. Again, wild win last night at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, my dad said, most fun regular season game he's ever been to. Preds win 6-5. Question for the callers is this. What if you're not as good playing this way? What if you don't win as many games, but you score more goals? Are you okay with this? Are you okay with what you're seeing? Or would you rather go back to defensive hockey and have a Vesna trophy? Because let's, let's not get ourselves. Pekka might be equally as good as he was two years ago. No way he wins the Vesna Trophy if they're playing like this. No, I mean he's got no. no the, all all the defensive trophies are out gone. of our yeah, they're gone. <laughs> so, what do you think about it? Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. What did you think of last night's game? We're going to start on the Preds again. Six goals. And, of course, we'll get to the Titans and the Broncos, but we'll start on the Preds. 615-737-1025, live from Oktoberfest here at the Bicentennial Mall. Again, it's going along all weekend. Free admission, VIP, upgrade to VIP status at the NationalOktoberfest.com. They've got Axe Throwing Mania, which is new this year. They've got Skyline, Gondola Rides, Live German Music, a kid's area, bull riding, and much, much more. Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game. And Verona gets it out for Kuznetsov, who could not hold the pass at center. Slid back in, and now here's Forsberg breaking in. He scores! Matt Duchesne sets up another. It's 1-1. Tipped onto the board for Yarncroke. Yarncroke down the right wing with it. Breaking in, Arvidsson with Johansson. Johansson scores! Johansson, right circle, drags it, shoots it. And then Arvidsson with the try, and the Predators put in the rebound. Here's Forsberg now, left circle, and Brett Duchesne scores! Matt Duchesne ties it up! 
to the side of the net. Trying to put in front by Sissel. Oh. And he tipped it in. Nick Bonino in front. It's 5-5. Yarncroke got in the way. Yarncroke spins on that left board. To the blue line. Echo in the shot. He scored. Matias Echo gives the Predators back to me. Five seconds to go. Kuznetsov with it. Two seconds. Does a shot in and that's it. What a comeback tonight by Nashville. I mean, we could just keep playing even more goals. I think they scored some more last night as well. 6-5 Preds win. Again, this is the new hockey. They said they'd make changes. I have to give, you know, Peter credit. They said they'd make changes. There are changes. Oh, yeah. That is a different style hockey. They wanted it, and they did it. But again, more power to them. As somebody said to me Saturday, Jared and the GM live at Oktoberfest, as somebody said to me Saturday, they said, this will be more fun, but you may not win as many games doing this. And I think you and I, without even having to see the other side of things, can see like an 8-3 to three game on a night where the Predators don't play very well. And I'm talking about where they get their butts kicked 8-3. to three. And just, you know, this is not going to be easy street of, hey, you scored nine goals and win every night. It doesn't work like that. Well, and I worry about, like we, we talked about a little bit yesterday, I, I worry about when we get down to the end and you're in the playoffs because, I mean, off the top of my head, I haven't seen everybody play all year long, but... Off the top of my head, I would say most teams are going to be like this. And most teams have been doing it for a while, you know. So are they that much ahead or are they not ahead at all? I I just don't know. But I worry about that, you know, because there are, I mean, let's face it. If we're doing, if this is going to be the Preds from now on, whatever we're doing this year, we'll be better at next year. Yeah. You know, we'll be better than that the year after that. I worry about when you get into the Central Division in the playoffs and you're playing the big physical St. Louis's and the Dallas's and the... Beat you up. Yeah. I mean, are you just going to give Dallas just rushes right at your net for an entire series and be done in five games? What if you get into this with Chicago? You really going to be able to go up and down the the ice with Taves and Kane? I think that's what they want. The reason you frustrated them so much three years ago was because you kept trapping them in the center of the ice. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go to your phones to kick us off live at Oktoberfest. Jared of the GM, 615-737-1025. Fireball Hot Take Friday. Ian is going to kick us off today. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Ian. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I totally think that uh, I, I love it. I love it. And uh, last night I was able to watch all of the third period, and it was just fun to watch. It, just, it felt like a playoff game as far as energy and just watching everybody go down. I mean, if you're a hockey fan, that's what I want to see. I want to see goals. I don't. Like, I love defense. I love it when we have a shutout. That's fine. But overall, I mean, I'm okay with us losing some games as long as when we get to the playoffs. Like, the trouble that we've had is we can't necessarily stop a big top line. Um, that's been a problem. The defense hasn't played well in the playoffs. But we also can't score. So if we, as long as when we get to the playoffs, we can score and play decent enough defense to hold the top line down. I mean, our, all of our lines can score at this point. It's from what I'm seeing in the first couple of games, I know it's early. But we can score, and I, just adding Duchesne just adds so much combination to the line that I feel really confident once we get deeper into the season and postseason. Like, we can score, and all I'm hoping is our, our goalie can play well and the defense plays decent enough to keep us in the game. So Okay, so there's a lot of things to unpack there. Thank you for your call, and I thought it was a pretty good call. Uh, to me, I, I think it's funny, you know, the fans will say, oh, yeah. 
I'd love this style of hockey, even if we lose some more games, except in the playoffs. <laughs> I, you know, I do. And I knew that was going to be the answer. I knew that that was going to be the, the answer was, are you okay with winning less games if you're going to play more interesting hockey? Well, yeah, but now when we get to the playoffs, Jared, we need to make, uh, okay. Sorry, so I'm not sure change. that these necessarily exactly go hand in hand. Uh, I will give the Predators credit from this standpoint. What they set out to do in the offseason, what they set out to theoretically become, they've become. You know, the, hey, we want to be more offensive. We want to have multiple lines. We want to add to Shane, you know, sacrifice defense for offense. They've certainly done that. They've done that. Now, is that the answer to get you the cup? I don't know if that's the answer to get you the cup or not. As far as what the caller said there about the problems in the playoffs have been the fact that they can't get scoring up and down the lineup, that's true. And this looks like it's going to make a difference. But the not stopping the other team's top line, and I wasn't going to bring this up today because everybody's going to get mad at me for saying it, and there's no reason for everybody to get mad at me in October with four games worth of data to discuss. I think a bigger problem is that Ryan Ellis isn't very good. And you know how we talked about, you know, guys struggled last year, like let's see if there's an improvement this year or something of the like, or, you know, let's see one way or another – He's not very good. He wasn't very good in the Winnipeg series. He wasn't very good last year. And at least through four games, especially last night when I was watching him, he's not very good. And I'm worried the reason you're not stopping other teams' top lines is because, especially this upcoming year, is because you're not going to have Ryan Ellis playing like he played when you were good in the playoffs because he may just not have it anymore. And you don't have P.K. Subban anymore, which his size and speed and all of that, they certainly miss out there on the ice. I mean, Fabro was getting toasted last night by a much, you know, obviously much better, much more skilled, much more experienced Washington team. And Fabro looked awful. So we're... we're... Jared the GM, we are live at Oktoberfest, where I don't know what happened, Floyd, but it was like one gust of wind came and just took us out a little excitement just literally yeah. took us out i mean like i thought it was literally going to gust me out of here checking our reflexes see how well we do so jared of the gym we got a lot of titans to get to today on a fireball hot take friday we are live at oktoberfest again admission is free all weekend long at the bicentennial mall of course you can upgrade to vip come on out to oktoberfest all weekend long we got titans to get to titans and broncos this might be the single least excited I feel like the fan base is before a game. And then you got the Preds game last night, which we started on, and that may be the most exciting game that people saw yesterday. My dad saying at the game yesterday he thought it was the most fun Preds game he's ever been to in the regular season. And I'm saying, all right, then they'll go up and down the ice and they'll score, but it's just like blitzing in football. When you blitz a lot, it's fun when you sack the quarterback, but when you don't, not very fun. Live by the sword, die by the sword. There you go. Let's go to your phones on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Jared and the GM. Let's go to Chuck on the Predators' defense. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, Jared. Um, well, you were there, so you know the fans loved it. That took the ceiling, that took the roof off every time we tied it up, and and uh, even more so when we when we scored number six. But here, here's, here's what I think. I don't think the defense was that bad. There was a mistake when Tom Wilson took off with the shorty. And then, I mean, you got to remember, two of those power plays were from the greatest power play scorer in the history of the game. It's one of the mysteries of hockey. Every team knows 
he's going to shoot it. They know where he's going to shoot it from, but he still scores power play goals there. Um, so, I mean, I think any defensive breakdowns can be fixed, and we can keep we can do both. We can score a lot of goals and shut them down. So, I appreciate your call, Chuck. Floyd? They showed the power play um, scoring by Ovechkin and where he ranks like all time. He is so far ahead, the others can't even see him. Oh, yeah, that half-wall shot is, you're not I the mean, first guy to get he, victimized He by is that. like 150 goals ahead or 100 goals ahead. I mean, he is so good at that. You look at those numbers and you go, my God, how is that possible? Then he scores two on you and you go... Well, that's how it's possible. That's how that works. Oh, and it's so quick, too. Oh, it's, it's so, so like, there was one where, like, the pass came to him, and before I even realized it, like, and before Pekka even realized it, the puck was already in the back of the net. You know, like that. Um, so this is my theory on this. It's, it's very similar to losing weight and gaining muscle, right? Like, a lot of people want to work out where they gain muscle at the same time they lose fat, Right. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to gain muscle, and I want to lose fat. Okay, well, that's not technically possible. Now, if you start taking a bunch of steroids, that's possible, but it's not possible just naturally. You either have to be trying to cut body weight by taking in less calories, or you need to add mass by by getting by eating more calories. And I feel like in sports, if you want to be an offensive team, you can't be in the NFL. This is just me. You can't be a prolific offensive team and be locked down on defense. That's why Kansas City every year is like 27th in the league in total defense because they score touchdowns on like you know every seven plays. So now the defense has to go right back out there, and no matter how good the defensive players are, they can't lock down a team for an entire game. I mean, you can look at each individual goal yesterday and say, well, you know, if they just clean that up, then that won't be a problem. But when you're giving up four goals to Detroit and you're giving up five goals to Washington – you know, chances are your defense is not what it has been for well, the last and, handful and, of years, and it's not going to be when you try to play this way. And along the lines of the fans liking it, I mean, we in every sport that lacks scoring, and the two primary in my mind, baseball and, and uh, hockey, everybody loves scoring. Mm-hmm. They want it. They want home runs. They want games that are 9-7. to seven. They want... And Preds, they want them 6-5. They don't, you know. I mean, if you're a defensive guy, you appreciate the 1-0s. And if you're a, if you're a pitcher, you you know, you appreciate the 1-0s. But, I mean, the fans want to see score. They want to see home runs. They want to see goals. They want to see all that. Now, you get in sports where you can score a ton, like basketball, and all of a sudden. Yeah, we don't saying, want to see 185. Where's the defense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, score was 140 to 138. Where's the defense? Yeah, like we don't so, want to watch Big 12 football, but we don't want to see 6 3 SEC right. games either. Right. And and I would say, like, on top of that point, like during the All Star break in baseball, the, the baseball is clearly juiced. And the one guy that came out and complained about it was Justin Verlander, a pitcher. You know who didn't complain about it? The fans. Yeah, we well, don't yeah. come playing about guys hitting home runs we didn't even mind when they were taking steroids and that no, was illegal we liked it so you want to <laughs> juice up the Scoring baseball ten, yeah, home we, runs. we don't care uh and it's the same with hockey i mean again it, the fans are going to care about defense when they don't have it in the playoffs so when you get to the playoffs and you can't stop somebody and you give up seven goals and lose then the fans will be mad but if the fans are if they're seeing games like last night 
They want more, 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 more. And I don't blame them. You want what you want. If that's what you want, go ahead. But, you know, there's always a consequence, in my opinion, in sports. Anything you do, there's a consequence. Oh, it'll balance out at some point in time. You know that. So, Jared and the GM, we are live today out here at Oktoberfest, again at the Bicentennial Mall. Come on out all weekend long. Admission is free. Titans and Broncos this weekend, Floyd. This feels to me to be the least talked about, least excited about game the fans are for Titans football this season. And, yes, I know they lost last week, but after they lost to Indianapolis in Week 2, they were excited for Jacksonville Week 3. And after they lost to Jacksonville, you know, they still tuned in for uh, for uh, Atlanta Week 4. And this game, I, I just don't feel like Titans fans are thinking too much about Denver, talking too much about Denver. Maybe it's because Denver's not that interesting of a team to talk about right now. I don't know. Oh, they don't know anything about Denver. You know, we never, ever played Denver. And you never watch and them so, anymore because they're not yeah, on TV. They're, they're, so, you know, I mean, this is a team we're playing that we just don't know much about. We don't know, you know, we know Elway's not the quarterback anymore. <laughs> you know, he's the GM. But, but, you know, do they know who the running back is? Do they know who the, you know, corners are? Probably not. So, I think uh, I think this is just one of those teams. And, and we were talking about it with last night's game with New England and, and the Giants. Now, it's a little bit different because of the Super Bowls, but the truth is when you only play a team every four years or whatever it is, um, you know, you just don't have that that knowledge of them. And so I think consequently you go into these games kind of wondering what's going to happen. You know, what's what? who, who are they? Who's their best player? I remember the first game Jacksonville ever played, we opened with them. And I'm on the field before the game. And this usher comes up to me, and he said, Eddie had just run by, and he goes, hey, he's one of your best players, right? I said, "Uh, yeah, he is. He goes, and McNair is another great player for you, right? I go, yeah, he is. He said, he looked me right in the eye, and he said, who are our best players? (laughs) They didn't know anything about their team. You know, they didn't know who they were. They didn't know who was good. They didn't know what to expect. It was hilarious. So can I disagree with you? About? This. I don't uh, think fans aren't excited about the game because they don't know who the Denver Bronco players are. I think fans are. I I do think that Denver definitely brings a lot of lack of excitement to this picture. But I think it's because they're mad at the Titans. You know, I think that they're upset with the Titans after the Buffalo game. And it's just like they're kind of, I don't want to say down in the dumps on the Titans, but... I think there's something to that, which leads me to now well, that I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, they're not. This isn't a home game. I know, but they just. Well, you how know, can you tell this? Just the feeling I get, oh. just talking to people, <laughs> okay. doing the show, taking the calls. Uh, okay. I just feel like the fans. You you talk about Sunday, and it's like, how do you feel about the Titan Sunday? Oh well. You know, uh, oh, Titans. Whereas you know, like. Usually during the season, it's, all right, man, big game. Cleveland this week, what do we think? Atlanta this week, what do we think? What do we think? And, and, and I, so I have a message I want to tell the Titan fans. I think Titans are going to win. I will be stunned if the Titans lose on Sunday. Do you want to know why I'll be stunned if the Titans lose on Sunday, Floyd? Why is that? Because this is what the Titans do. They play poorly. They spend all week beating themselves up for how poorly they played. 
We spend all week beating them up for how poorly they played. You spend all week defending the coach. And then they go out there, and they play great. And Marcus looks like a franchise quarterback, and things happen. And you say, my God, look at A.J. Brown. If they just get this every game, they could be good. And then Brown will have one catch for 13 yards the next week. But that's okay. That's what the Titans do. And I, that's last week, I picked Buffalo. And I said it, I think it was this early in the show, and I said, look, I, the Titans will screw it up. I don't know how they'll screw it up, but they'll screw it up. And you were like, well, then why even show up for the game? And that was a fair question. And it felt like a lot of Titans didn't even show up for the game on Sunday. So maybe they listened to the show and they knew they were going to screw it up. And so this is just, to me, the Titans have become so predictable that it, it's, it's almost laughable that you get a game like Buffalo, and we respected Buffalo on this show last week. We did. We paid them a lot of credit. But we just kind of knew, by we I mean I, just kind of knew the Titans were going to screw it up. And that's what this team does over the last four years. This is what they've done. They lose a game. Everyone's down on them. Everyone's railing against them. And I don't know what practice looks like because obviously the media is not allowed to watch practice. And I don't even know if practice matters because, you know, you've talked about how You've had teams with terrible weeks of practice go out and play great football on Sundays. So I don't know if the practice matters or not. But I go back to this, and it's just like the Titans. Every time they go out and screw it up, they spend all week beating themselves up. We spend all week beating them up, and they go out and play great on Sunday. And I'm expecting that this week. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good for you. You have to admit there's a little bit of a trend here. <laughs> I'm not going through this again. <laughs> you don't think there's a little bit of a trend? I am not going through this again. Ian, do you think there's a little I, bit of a trend? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, everybody who watches the Titans knows there's a trend. And it's it's every time you think they're going to do something, they do the opposite. That is That is the last... Four years in a nutshell. The two Malarkeys and the two Vrabels, every time you think they're going to do something, they do the opposite. They end their season three years ago, and they got to win four to make the playoffs, and you know they're not going to because they've got Kansas City and Denver upcoming. Denver had won the Super Bowl. Kansas City was really, really good. Now, if they get past that, they got Jacksonville and the Texans. They could win the division. And so what do they do? We know they're not going to beat Denver. Who won the Super Bowl? They beat Denver. We know they're not going to beat Kansas City. They go out there and they beat Kansas City. Then they get Jacksonville, who had just fired their coach the week before, and get slaughtered and the quarterback breaks his leg. Because they do the exact opposite of what you think they're always going to do. You're the, you're the number one football expert in Nashville, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I mean, like on the radio, you're the number one expert. Now, there's some other dudes like Bobby Bethard and, and other guys that have been general managers, Mark Dominic and stuff like that. So there's a whole bunch of GMs that live in Nashville, but you're the one on the radio. So you are. Does Mark live here? I think he does. I think he bought a house in Bellevue. Really? Yeah. And um, and so, anywho, so like you are the number one football expert, and nobody would deny that. And you're 0 for 5 picking games this season on the pregame show simply because whatever the Titans show us, they go do the opposite. That Them being, you on the pregame show being 0 for 5 is not about you. 
It's about what the Titans are. Ian, would you back that claim up? You, you need to be my mama. That's what my mom. It's not your fault, son. It's not. It's those other guys. They're the ones that are doing it. It's not your fault. Don't worry about it. Ian, am the I The Titans wrong? are extremely hard to predict. And Floyd, you know, it's hard when Floyd's <laughs> predicting because he's kind of caught in between about how he really how he really feels about the game versus who he actually <laughs> wants to win the game. I mean, I'll give Floyd credit. He, he's had no problem picking Cleveland and had no problem picking Atlanta. So That's fair. You know, that in all fairness to Floyd, he's been pretty open and honest about that. The problem here is again, like we I was worried to death about the about the Falcons game because of all those guys, because the Titans are coming off of a loss, and you were worried, and that, that, no, no problem for the Titans. They look like Super Bowl contenders when they played Atlanta now. Then again, Atlanta's not very good. But I, I will be stunned if the Titans lose Sunday only because this is what the Titans do. This is the Titan trend. So after the Buffalo game and the fans beat them up and we beat them up and they beat themselves up, they always go out and play well the next week. And all is well in Vrabelland. And so that's what I expect out of this week. You got to admit, there's at least some kind of a trend there. (laughs) I'm not going there. I told you. I've been there every day for the last two weeks. I'm done. (laughs) I do remember sitting there complaining about the – uh, complaining about the Falcons and how good they were and all this stuff, and you were kind of knocking them down a little bit, and then we get to picking them. You're like, Falcons? I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, I'm convinced any way I pick, Floyd will argue the other side, which makes him a really good talk show host, and he just doesn't know that. But uh, but I, I, I've i noticed that. So if I were to come on the air and I would be all worried about Denver, Floyd would now look. Denver has really struggled. Denver has done this. Denver has done And if I go on and say, they're going to beat Denver, he'll tell me about how good Denver is. And I've just learned that. I, he's, I know this. Floyd's going to pick the Titans. Floyd's going to pick the Titans today in six-pack picks. He's going to pick the Titans on Sunday. And for the first time this year, Floyd's going to be right about the Titans. And then that worries me because if you're picking the Titans and I'm picking the Titans, what does that go back to the trend of the predictable Titans would then mean that they – lose but i would be stunned if they lose let's take your phone calls is there a trend with the titans lose get beat up all week play great and if that's the case would you be stunned if they lose to denver let's take your calls 615-737-1025-615-737-1025 on a fireball hot take friday jared the gm are live from Oktoberfest again at the bicentennial mall free admission all weekend and Coming up next, Floyd does not want to admit this. He does not want to admit this because it is real, and I'm not sure it affects the team, but it affects the fans. We'll get to that next with the Titans as well as your phones. Jared and the GM, Fireball Hot Take Friday. Hey, fans, do not miss the pregame coverage. That's right, starting at 10 o'clock with the kickoff from 10 to 1, and then pregame live from the George Jones starting at 1 o'clock on Sunday to get you ready for the Titans and the Broncos. That's 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, for the pregame show, live from the George Jones. Uh, the pregame show is brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, Middle Tennessee Kubota Dealers, and Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. Jared and the GM, CSP at 1025, the game. Coming off a, a frustrating game on Sunday, how, how important is it to kind of keep things positive, to keep things optimistic, and how do you do that uh, during the course of the practice week? 
Well, I think just being grateful. I think every opportunity that you have to walk in this building, um, it's a privilege. And, you know, no matter what, wins, losses, you know, you just got to keep your head up high and, and um, move on. You know, I think our guys did a great job of flushing and um, getting ready for the next game. And um, I don't feel like there's any sort of uh, negativity. And guys just got to continue to work. I so disagree with Marcus. I so disagree with Marcus. I think they totally let the last game affect them for the next game. Jared and the GM live at Oktoberfest at the Bicentennial Mall. Get that app. Come on in. It's got maps, and you can upgrade to VIP and all of that. Floyd, what do you make of the fact that the Titans usually play well after losses? (laughs) Uh, Just the way it goes. Let's go to the phone. (laughs) Jerry. Is up next on nice a Fireball try. Hot Take Friday on the Titans' attitude. Go ahead, Jerry. What um, you, Mr. Jennings, needs to do is do like in the best of times when Robert Williams put the opposing team's um, mask or helmet on, and they need to put the home of the Oregon Ducks in Mariota's locker because that's the only time he played like. He was a number one pick. And you need to go against the grain because they only play better when you seem to go against the grain because they listen to your radio show like I do. Okay, I was really worried about the start of that call. Thank you for the call, Jerry. And uh, I think the end of that call kind of confirmed why I was worried about that call. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. I don't know. It's something about the Oregon Ducks and Marcus, I think. But I have no idea. I couldn't put it together. Let's go to Dan, who's up next here on Jared and the GM. Thank you for calling the show. Go ahead, Dan. i got two things I can tell you that will fix the Titans' offense immediately. One of them is hire Hugh Freeze and move Arthur Smith out. Oh, my and God. The other one is get rid of Taylor Lewan. I don't care what you get for him, but just get rid of him. Thank you. Okay. I'm getting close to shutting the calls down for the whole rest of the day. I mean, I I have never seen calls. I mean, back-to-back calls like that. That, Floyd, that is... What do you think about bringing Hugh Freeze in, Floyd? (laughs) (laughs) That was Hugh's daddy, I think. And what would you think about, he said, get rid of Taylor Lewan. I don't care what you get for him. Now, that has more merit, in my opinion, than the idea of bringing in Hugh Freeze. But the problem is, is you need Taylor Lewan, and you need Taylor Lewan to play well. You need Taylor Lewan to not be a distraction. You need Taylor Lewan to play well. And I am hopeful that Taylor Lewan will play well, because I think Taylor may be the poster child of this team and their up and downness week to week of you know reading their pl- press clippings after they win and reading them after they lose and everyone's beating them down so they're going to go out there and they're going to show them the next week and all kinds of things like that i mean you made your bed with taylor lewan he has to be on your team yeah i mean you just gave him a giant contract he's the highest paid tackle in the league i, I mean, don't even he, know why i'm acknowledging that call he's right? gonna <laughs> be he's gonna be here for a while So I do wonder one question that I know doesn't affect an NFL locker room, or maybe it does. You you take me through this. I think if the Titans – I'm worried if the Titans lose this week, not just what it means for the season in terms of if they get to four losses by October 10th or whatever, how much trouble that's going to put them in in terms of trying to climb out of a hole. But we we know it's possible, you know, theoretically to – 
climb out of a hole. To to be two and four and climb out of your hole and make it to the playoffs. Everybody knows that that's fine. But I do feel like the fans came into this year with so much optimism and so much excitement about the season. And I don't know if it was the good to great. I don't know if it was the way that they finished last year. I don't know. But there was a lot of excitement to start the season. The TV ratings for the preseason and for the Cleveland game were, were high and higher than normal. I feel like... I feel like these fans this year are going to just check out of this team if they lose on Sunday to Denver. They'll still watch the games. They won't go to them, but they'll watch the games, and they'll support the team and things like that or whatever. But, Floyd, I feel like the energy in the town will be gone if the Titans lose this game on Sunday. Now, does this affect an NFL team at all? Can the they team? feel it? Can they, will it? No. I mean, they got no clue, and and really could care less. I mean, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. I just mean that they they have so much other stuff that is so important for them to be concerned about what what the fans think and do. And I mean, they, if you're two and four, guess what? Nobody's going to be excited about that now. I don't care if you're a fan, if you hate them, if you're a friend, if you're a wife, if you're a. I mean, nobody's going to like that. So I mean, it's not a surprise that people are going to be angry. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that would be a shock to anybody in the sports world. Uh, but it's different than being angry. It's like the way people. If feel you about... win, they will come back. Oh, I know. If you win, they will come back. If you don't win, then it's going to be hard. It always is. Why do you? And and it doesn't matter what the sport is. It doesn't matter if you if you're Chicago and Chicago's been sold out for the last fifty years. Well, you go zero and sixteen. Guess what? It's not going to be sold out of here. You know, now there'll still be people go, but it won't be sold out. I mean, that's that is sport. That has been sport forever. And like I said, I think that's true in every single sport. It does not matter. Although I feel like if you do like the Vols, where every year it almost is like you hit a new low, the fans, the anger kind of changes from the fans like an anger to an empathy well the the, not the, empathy, vols, the the vols are a great example you know they've got a real hardcore group of fans that are going to be there no matter what but are they going to sell up what's that 102 yeah yeah they're not they're not going to sell 102 now but you know if they come back they win four in a row they'll sell 102 i mean that's that's the sport that's any sport so I mean I don't think everybody I think everybody understands that in the in the sport world. You want to give the callers another chance? Sure. Tommy is up next here on Jared and the GM Fireball Hot Take Friday. Go ahead, Tommy. Hey, I'm I'm gonna try to save us here. Uh, hey, for one thing, it said that we got to be compared. We got to look all the way back to the very beginning of the Titans' existence to compare to another good team we've had. But two, I think our team would be fine this year if from training camp on we had all five guys up front together the whole time. I think that would have fixed the whole problem. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you for the call, Floyd. I mean, it certainly would have made a giant step. It certainly would have helped a ton because those guys are just, I mean, that's a, and you've heard me talk about this before, that's a position that they need time. They need to work through. There are so many things that happen on a snap to one of those offensive linemen. I mean, you know, the average person can't comprehend it. 
you say, okay, now this could happen and that could happen if that happens, and you have to do that in, in two seconds. Whoa, wait a minute. Now that's impossible. No, it's not impossible. I mean, this is really hard. And if you just get thrown in there and you're new or somebody gets thrown in beside you and they're new and you've never, ever gone through that with them, then that makes it a lot harder. I think the biggest reason you're two and three is because your field goal kicker is four and nine. I think as much as you want to be mad about the line, and the line's been terrible, and as much as there has been, I mean, there have been some positive things with the Titans. I think Derrick Henry's running really hard. The defense is playing really well. The punter is punting his brains out. But, again, your field goal kicker, four and nine. Can't miss, can't, can't miss five kicks. You can't be 50% from field goal kicking with a defensive team and expect to win a lot of games. And that's where they are. So the Titans have brought in Double Doink. And we'll see if Double Doink can make a field goal. Cody Parkey, we'll see. Coming up next on Jared and the GM. Floyd, are you worried about Denver? Uh, yes. Floyd will tell us <laughs> what to be worried about as far as the Denver Broncos are concerned because I'm not sure really a whole lot on Denver's team scares me. We'll get to that next live from Oktoberfest. Again, get that app out. That's right. The Oktoberfest app. Uh, you can download the app, the Nashville Oktoberfest app. It has a map, schedule of events, and you can purchase beer tokens using the app. Again, the, the uh, Oktoberfest is all weekend long right here at the Bicentennial Mall. So uh, come on out. Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game.